Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Lumint, Lumint, <laughs> dot com. Check them out for commercial real estate loans. There's all kinds of talk today that there's no financing available. Well, there there is financing available. Check them out, Lumit.com. Well, today we're going to have an interesting show. We're going to talk about technology. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence. Oh my gosh, well, are we really going to be using that in real estate? Well, we are using it. Let's talk to an expert. Please welcome my guest. It's Michael Mandel. He's CEO of CompStack, and I'm sure you've heard of their company. Michael's here in Studio One. Thanks for seeing us. Thank you for having me here. It's great. Yeah, you're down here for the C5 Global Summit, right? I am. You're going to have a panel yeah. tomorrow, and, and I'm going to be speaking there uh, tomorrow and on a panel Saturday morning of all, all time. So, all right. So it should be a, a great event there. And uh, so... Um, well, let's talk about technology because it seems like in commercial real estate, there's been a lot of money kind of put into technology over over so many years now. It seemed like to me as a broker, it's like, wow, that's, there's millions and millions and millions going into this technology. There's a, a lot of folks in it. Is that funding still going on? Is it is it slowed down some? What do you what do you see from your desk? Yeah, I think there's still some funding happening, but generally, and it's not limited to commercial real estate or commercial real estate technology or data. Frankly, the the market for VC funding mm-hmm. and private equity funding generally, right, has has gone down. There's a, there's a lot fewer investments being made. Mm-hmm. The bar for making investments is uh, a lot higher, mm-hmm. and um, the interest within the the world of technology investment right now is more around building sustainable companies than it is growth at all costs. And right. for most of the existence of Comstack, mm-hmm. you know, we were in an environment where it was all about growth at all costs, but things have changed, and and that's that's okay. I think though that, you know, certain companies um, that are not sustainable are not going to survive, and other companies, you know, maybe are going to get, you know, bit by this as well. Who that had great potential and maybe just weren't at the right place at the right time, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a it's a much different market today than it was a couple of years ago from a technology funding perspective, that's for sure. And you guys at uh, Comstack, uh, your commercial real estate world are, is kind of your your customers, right? Uh, how was this kind of a little bit, I, I would say a little bit because I'm a broker, a little bit of slowdown in, in transaction <laughs> volume uh, impacting you and your customers? You know, our, our, our customers are feeling the pain like mm-hmm. anybody else mm-hmm. in the industry. And we were joking earlier. It's like anybody who anybody who tells you otherwise is clearly lying. <laughs> you know, the, the, everyone is feeling the pain. Uh, technology companies as well serving these customers as we should. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if our clients are hurting, they've got less money to spend with us mm-hmm. and we have to be good partners to them and be thoughtful about how we can work with them to help them through this time. Yeah. And a, a lot of our clients are major commercial real estate owners and particularly office owners. Mm-hmm. And some of those, you know, firms are doing better than others. You know, the class B ones are struggling a lot more than the ones who have brand new class A trophy assets, which largely have been doing pretty well even in this environment. Mm-hmm. But um, they're struggling. And even, you know, we have industrial owners who were, you know, making money hand over fist, it seemed, mm-hmm. a year ago. And and while I wouldn't say they're struggling the same way the office owners are, are they're certainly not seeing the massive rent growth they were seeing not not too long ago. So 
things have changed a lot. Yeah. And there seems like a, a lot of data sources out there. And, you know, it uh, it seems almost confusing to, to, to customers, I guess. You know, how are you guys handling that? Well, it's a good question. You know, there are there are multiple data sources out there. For us, we just try to stand apart for the uniqueness of the data we have, right? So what we're known for is we crowdsource commercial real estate data. We have a network of about 35,000 commercial real estate brokers, appraisers, and research people in real estate brokerage firms who actually uh, share data with us. And they earn credits for sharing that data, which is like a virtual currency. Mm -hmm. And they can use those credits to get other data back out. But what that does is it incentivizes them to share data with us that they don't share with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so we end up with this very, very granular information around commercial lease transactions, including like you know, tenant names with um, and free rent and TI and all the details of the deal or on the sales transaction side, cap rates and NOI and true buyer and true seller information that you really can't get anywhere else. So I think, you know, there's lots of providers that repackage commodity data, like public record information around sales transactions, for instance, or or public record property information. There's other providers out there that re resell and repackage other people's data. There's not too many providers actually out there that provide a proprietary unique data set. Um, and I, I put ourselves very much in that category. We think of ourselves as a data company. We don't promote ourselves as an analytics company, even although we do analytics. We don't pr promote ourselves as an AI company, even though we do AI, because at the end of the day, we think the data is the most valuable thing and the hardest thing to come by. And we've spent a, a, you know over 10 years now gathering a really robust and very, very granular data set, which we're very proud of. Yeah. And you mentioned AI. Let's let's talk about that a little bit because I think you know a lot of our listeners are probably using AI in their business uh, already, and I think a lot of us, including me, are interested in it. I've played around a little bit, and I'm like, wow, it's pretty spectacular. But I don't think I, I even know yet what can be done here. Uh, what are you guys doing with AI? Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll step back for a second and say that largely when people are talking about AI today, mm -hmm. they're talking about large language models, and the most prominent one you know, being chat GPT, mm -hmm. right? And um, what those models are doing is they're actually taking billions and billions of data points that they're, you know, that are all over the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And learning from that information to be able to answer questions. And um, there's lots of different ways to use AI. We've been using AI in our business pretty much since the onset. We have a data science team that right now is 10 people. And we use machine learning um, and other forms of AI in, the, in, in what we do. Um, and we're, we've also been experimenting, experimenting in a lot of different ways with large language models and um, are excited for the potential there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about the data that drives these models. The more data you have, the more these models can, can do and the more accurate they are. And that also speaks to um, some of the challenges mm -hmm. of, of these models. If you've used ChatGPT, you've probably seen if you ask it a question, it'll give you an answer that um, is 90% brilliant and 10% made up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, the 10% made up is because it it's pulling off of information it finds, you know, on the internet. Yeah. It, it tries to make sense of it as best of it, as it can, but not mm -hmm. all the information on the internet is correct. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, these models are only as powerful as the data that, that underlies them. And, and to some extent, only as powerful as the user, Yeah, you know, um, Interestingly enough, one of the one of the major um, innovations as of late is um, something called GitHub Copilot, which people in the real estate market wouldn't know about, but it's actually um, a tool used by engineers to help them write code. Mm. So 
you know, it, it can see the code you've written and help tell you what code to write next. Wow. But um, it's actually best used by as, as by senior engineers versus junior engineers because oh. a junior engineer will just take what it says and 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 do it and not know if it's doing something wrong. Mm. But a but a more experienced engineer that can see when it's doing something wrong can really make the most benefit of it yeah. to tweak to tweak what it's done. And I think it's the same thing if you're a commercial real estate broker and you use ChatGPT to answer a question for a client. You need to be able to call bullshit <laughs> <laughs> on 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 the information that isn't right, tweak that out, take that out, and then be able to work with it. Without being able to do that, you might it might just make you seem you know stupider instead of smarter. <laughs> I've seen uh, some descriptions of uh, small commercial properties uh, that were obviously written by AI because they're so flowery and, and make it sound so great. And then you look at the building and the pictures, like, oh my gosh, this thing's ugly and awful. So in that case, you're saying it's written exactly the way that a real estate broker would write it. <laughs> uh, so there's going to be multiple providers though. There's not just chat, a GPT, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, chat GPT is built by OpenAI. Mm -hmm. um, which is the most prominent one, but you know, and Microsoft has partnered with them very smartly. Invested a ton of money. Google has their own thing. Um, Facebook has theirs. I think it's called Llama. Um, and um, Amazon has been building their own. And I think they just announced that they're partnering with with one of the major companies. Uh, maybe I don't know. There's another one called Hugging Face. I don't know why. They, <laughs> anyway, so they there's there's multiple different providers out there. And you know, the way I think about it is, um, you know. You hear about people hosting their websites on Amazon, AWS, right? And then there's Microsoft Azure, which is a com competition to that, and Google Cloud, which is a competition. The major companies have all built these cloud hosting you know, solutions where you could host your website and, and technology and data online. I think it's going to be a similar situation with these large language models where they're going to become commodities. Mm -hmm. Probably the same huge technology companies as we've already seen that have you know, built these cloud environments are also going to offer their large language models and it's going to be somewhat of a commodity and the data underlying it's going to be very that much more important, really. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's it's exciting and I think it's just going to be an everyday thing in, in what we do. That's interesting. Uh, you mentioned, you know, it's, it's all about the data when you're using AI and, uh, uh, and being in the commercial real estate world, you know, we do see all of us, I'm sure you'd see it every day where some of the information in the systems is just wrong. Yeah. Uh, like when I see it, uh, sometimes I'll see an article about a, a transaction I was involved in and almost every time there's something wrong in the article. And I'm like, you know, you, if you send it to me, I'll, I'll let you know before you send it to press, right? Um, so yeah, what's, what's the fix there? How do you guys manage that? Well, part of what the way we manage it actually is through AI, but you know, which is because you can the the way these models work is they're probabilistic, right? Does this seem like it's probably right? Mm -hmm. Well, you can you can post information that seems probably right, or you can flag things that are only probably right at a, below a certain threshold and review them by humans, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have a human in the loop model where you know, we've got some information that's automatically reviewed, some information that is viewed as more trusted based off of who provided it to us because our data is crowdsourced, right? And so if we've got users who've been with us for five plus years and they've given us really great data and it doesn't get updated, well, the system's trained to trust their data more so than someone who's brand new to Comstack. Right. And certain information, when it just doesn't seem to fit the mold of what, what's in the data set, 
gets flagged by this technology. And so we can actually use the technology to make it better. Um, and then we have analysts that will manually review it. And our analysts might call up you know, the broker who did the deal, you know, or they'll call up the person who submitted the information to us and they'll try to validate it and, and make sense of it. And so I think that's an important aspect. And we get every piece of information that we receive multiple times. So every time we get it is another opportunity to validate the data and try to make it right. And we don't get it right 100% of the time, but we do the best we can. Yeah. And yeah. We, give our, we give our community opportunities as well to update the data. So even once the data is up on Comstack, mm -hmm. Our members earn credits for updating data that appear that they think is incorrect, and yeah. then they can earn credits for doing that. And I, I like what you did uh, with the, the lease information because you know that was the I guess the hardest information to get right. Now, when we do leases, we don't want the information out there typically, right? Our, our clients don't want it out there to, uh, as well. But uh, your your model has really done well there. And you, uh, so you were a broker before you you yeah. started this, and when was that? Twenty twelve. Yeah, I left brokerage in 2012. Started yeah. this, and so that's great. So I think a lot of listeners may know you guys for the the lease comps, right? Yeah. And and how important that is. But you guys earn the other things as well, right? Yeah, and and uh, we've been building more and more data sets over time. You know, we re we 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 realized that crowdsourcing this data was a great way to get data more more generally. And mm -hmm. so um, over the years, we've uh, added on sales comp data because there, while sales comps are publicly recorded information, there's a lot of information that's not publicly recorded, like right. NOI, cap rate, true buyer and true seller versus recorded buyer and recorded seller, mm -hmm. comments on the deal. What kind of cap rate was it? You know, the going in cap rate or a stabilized cap rate? Who's cap rate? Who's cap rate? Buyer, who's, seller, who's, broker. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so trying to capture as much information yeah. around the deal as possible. Yeah. And then property information, right? There's mm -hmm. the recorded property information, but there's lots of property information that's not recorded mm -hmm. uh, that we can capture, you know, number of loading docks and ceiling heights and things like parking spaces, things like that. Um, and so we've been adding more and more over time. And actually, you know, the timing of, of, of this show is is uh, really apt because we just launched a um, brand new product called Comstack One, which incorporates all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's lease comp data, sales comp data, property data, uh, we've got loan data now, and including loan data from CMBS, which we get through a partnership with TREP, which is terrific. And um, we bring this all together where it all can actually you know, make more sense together, right? Because when you're looking at a sales transaction, you can actually see all the leases that were in place at the time that sale took place so that you have more context on it. You can see loans that are maturing and understand if there's major lease expirations that coincide at the time of the loan maturity and how that might impact the risk. And then we have market analytics that sit on top of all of this data. And so we think we, you know, it's a really compelling value prop. The more data sets you add, the more that the existing data sets become more valuable. It's a one plus one equals three, you know, kind of scenario. So we're really excited about it. And you, how many people do you have working within AI at your office, at your shop? Well, I would say, you know, it's primarily our data science team, which mm -hmm. is 10 people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, we also have our engineers using things like these co-pilot tools and experimenting with AI. Our product team mm -hmm. is exploring new ways to incorporate large language models into our products. And we'll have more to come on that. But we're excited about, you know, opportunities in that area. So. As a tech company, we geek out on this kind of stuff. So <laughs> we've right. got lots of people doing it. But yeah. we have 10 people who basically their day job is is 
leveraging AI in their day to day every every day, and they have for years. You know, this yes. is not a brand new trend for us. You know, it's it's deeply embedded in everything we do, and mostly actually in areas that our clients don't see. Yeah, a lot of it is in our data validation and normalization and consolidation of different. Um, entities and things like that. I could go on and on about like our knowledge graph and the way that we tie different entities together and our, you know, property pipeline manager. And there's so much technology behind the scenes that allows the data to to make sense to our end end users. So what would uh, you tell uh, non-geek listeners (laughs) about (laughs) AI? Our geek listeners already know it all, right? Uh, But uh, our non-geek, what would you tell us, uh, including me, uh, about the use of AI today? And say, if you're a broker or a property owner. Well, I'd say you should definitely experiment with things like ChatGPT. Also, um, the tools that are out there that let you create images are also really, really cool. And they're they're fun. you know, and so you should play with it. There's no downside and try it in some of the things that you, you need to do. Uh, you know, I think that um, worst case scenario, you don't find it valuable, but I think most likely what, what you'll see is that bits and pieces you're going to want to use and other pieces you're going to want to do on your own, but it can save you a lot of time and effort. And um, I think that anything that is becoming commoditized, you know, creates an opportunity for any professional to do work that is not that can't be commoditized, right? You want to right. spend all of your time doing the things that a computer can't do. Let right. the computer do everything that 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 uh, it, it can do. That makes sense. And would you say start with Chat uh, GPT? Probably. I think that's right. probably the most obvious one. But I can't say that I'm an expert in all the different ones that are out there. So yeah. maybe maybe there's other other interesting places to start as well. Well, I think it's good advice to kind of start with it and, and check it out. I remember when. Uh, social media really first hit the scene uh, and I started uh, messing with it and my my brokers at my shop were like what are you doing why are you wasted time with that and now look at what we've done with Twitter and LinkedIn and all of these things absolutely yeah it's yeah. it's it's pretty incredible uh, pretty incredible tools and uh, uh, and then I, when I started the show my uh, this show uh, it was 12 and a half years ago and uh, and started something new again right and my broker's like, wait, you're going to go on the radio and you're going to talk about commercial real estate. What if you say something wrong? I'm like, oh, I, 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 you, you guys can fire me. I guess. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and we grew to 60 radio stations. Uh, but then eventually we, we we recorded the first one as a podcast. And uh, so and back when then people didn't know really a lot of people didn't know what podcasts were. Right. Uh, so and then now we don't do the radio stations anymore, but uh, because of the hard stops. Right. It, it's uh, now now we can have a discussion. And when it's when we're no longer giving good takeaways, we can stop. Right. <laughs> right. There's no time. So if this is a short conversation, then I guess the takeaways were really, really not very good, I guess. So that, uh, <laughs> when people ask me, well, how long is this uh, uh, interview, this show going to be? I, I usually will say, well, until you're boring. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so now when we stop this show, you're going to go, Michael, bull. Yeah. <laughs> just say I'm boring. Well, what would you leave our audience with? <laughs> as we as we end, now that I've become boring, let's let's wrap this let's let's wrap this up now. Let's wrap this up, Michael. Uh, what would you leave our audience to think about with, with technology or data or, or with AI? You know, I, I think that in this industry, there's definitely you know a lot of stalwarts that are, that that fight it, and I would say that's just not the right attitude. <laughs> Whatever the technology is, you should you should explore it and at least decide for yourself whether it adds value or not, because I think that you can be at a real competitive. You know, initially you know it might be to be at a competitive advantage, 
But the longer you wait, it gets to a point where when you don't embrace it, you're at a competitive disadvantage because everybody else is doing it. And I think when we started this company, you know, 11 years ago, it was more about the competitive, you know, advantage angle. Now it is more the competitive disadvantage where it's like, really, you're not exploring all the data that's available to you. You're not using all the technology that can make your life easier. What are you, what are you thinking? You know, yeah. and look, that's fine. I, I, it's it's great for the for those people to act the way they are because it creates opportunities for other people who are more innovative. But um, you know, you might want to err on not being one of the the laggards here. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, very good points to to lead the show with, Michael Mandel. <laughs> All right, I'm thank staff. you. Thanks for being <laughs> with us. It. Thanks for being in Studio One. Hey, and thanks for listening or watching the show out there. Please share it. Uh, please connect with us on your favorite social media or or AI. We can do. Can we do AI connection? We'll we'll try that. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bullet Realty. For commercial brokerage sales and leasing in the Southeast U.S., contact our show host by email at michael at bullrealty.com by Commercial Agent Success Strategies, 21 incredible one-hour agent training videos. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. By C5 CCIM Summit, three days of commercial real estate networking, learning, and investing. Learn more and register at c5summit.realestate. And by Lumet, for senior housing, healthcare, and multifamily financing, visit Lumet Dot com. For more podcasts and videos, subscribe and visit CREshow.com.